for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. I want to start by showing a, a worship video this morning. We're continuing to the look at this discipleship series called The Disciple. It's gone, it's out there. Disciple, that's looking up to God. That's the first thing that we looking in to get ourselves sorted and looking out. So if we can turn the lights off, um, I want you to be impacted by this worship video because we want now to do worship well, don't we? Holy Spirit, we, we thank you that we don't do fake worship here. We love you, Lord, because you've touched our lives. And Holy Spirit, right now we want you to touch our hearts so we'd be more inspirational for you, more useful to you of... Uh, Vessels ready and fit for the master's use. So please help me today as we speak about turning up the brightness of your kingdom. Amen. Amen. Now, when God, his kingdom comes and, and, and touches and impacts our lives, the throne, there's a lot about thrones this morning already. We're going to end with the th- about thrones as well. But the throne of self-love in our own life and the, and the preservation of our own self-love, it's dismantled, isn't it? When, when God comes and touches our lives, something changes deep within. It's never been the same inside. And it's, it's through repentance that happens when we say, I, I do surrender all to you. Not some, but I surrender all to you. And in its place... What happens is is a new divine force from heaven takes up residence. But it's a personal force. And it's for a purpose which exceeds our own personal benefit. So when you become a follower of Jesus, something is imparted into your life and takes up residence. And from that moment on, you will never be the same. The Apostle Paul describes it this way in Colossians 1.27. God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. That's the mystery. He's chosen to make it known that Christ can be in you. The hope of glory. So this force from heaven, this new power, is not impersonal. It's Christ in you and me. And that's a hope of glory. So in Christ in our lives, he will have the preeminence in all things in our lives. Yeah? That's the journey we're on, isn't it? And it's, it is, can be a long journey. It can, for some, it's a lot shorter. Um, there are a lot, some of us, it um, takes a bit longer but it's, it's God's into the Father's intention that Christ would rule in our lives, that his throne would be established inside of us. Because for us then, it's a hope of glory. Not just in heaven, but the glory here. We become receptacles of his glory. One of the... Um, Greek words for glory, sorry, Hebrew words for glory, it means presence felt. So when we are filled with this glory, we begin, 
when we move out into this world, people will feel the presence of God through us. So you, you move from being very ordinary, even if you're brilliant <laughs> in the world's eyes, when you have Christ in you, which is a hope of glory, you become supernatural, with a supernatural potential to be different. It's not that you grow funny things on your head or feet. It's just that you become supernatural like God. You know, God's generosity is supernatural, isn't it? It's just, Jesus is supernatural. It's just supernatural. I met a man once, um, a dear man called Ray in the church army when I was 20. He just gave it all away. He, just, he lived just giving it all away. And I said, Ray, one day, he was in Great Yarmouth on a mission. I said, Ray, I love your tie. And he said, oh, you can have it. And he took it away. He's just given, given it all away. He lives out of a suitcase for Jesus on mission. That's, that's supernatural because it's countercultural, isn't it? And so for us, we have a fantastic opportunity, um, friends, to, to live supernatural life because there's such a dearth of supernatural. There's such a set culture which is so bland and so selfish and so grey that when somebody comes into the office or school, the school gate, or wherever that is, in family, that is, as Jesus has taken up residence in their lives, and the glory of God will emanate out. And so it's an incredible thing that has happened to us when Christ is, comes into our life. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And I gave my life to the Lord when I was 11. I, Jesus, come into my life through repentance. I asked him to forgive me, wash me. I saw my life as a, like a, a, a dirty glass. And I wanted to be filled. And he said, well, now I need to wash the glass first <laughs> of all the stuff you've done wrong. I've done some stuff wrong. 11-year-old, believe me. 11-year-old, yeah, I had my, I had my record against, against me. And, and God, by his grace, has washed me. And he, he came into my life. And that's when the glory started. And the glory gets stronger from glory to glory. That's what we said. So where you are shining now, it's the Father's pleasure. But there's always that potential for you to go from glory to glory for a greater sense of the weight and the presence of God on your life to bring in the kingdom of God. So the verses that we're looking at today um, are rooted in Isaiah chapter 61 where the prophet Isaiah... um, said, Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is upon you. And he goes through those verses. Um, I I read it because it's fabulous. And he was prophesying about the four... He was foretelling about the coming of Jesus, who was the anointed one. 700 years later, Jesus was born. And this is what he says in Isaiah 61. So he's prophesying, he's looking down the corridors of time by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is indicating there's going to become a man who's going to be anointed to do all this. He said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And I'm just thrilled to say that this week we've, we sent three people from this church, went on the prison fellowship away weekend, just to, to be trained to be more effective in prison ministry, reaching people who are in prison with the love of God. Isn't that wonderful? To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. 
So that was prophesied back then. What is this kingdom of God? In this booklet, you have a great description by George Danner Boardman. It was a missionary to, in Burma. Man, he was radical. He also, um, he had this phrase, he had this saying, the kingdom of God is God's reign in a man's heart through Jesus Christ. Can you see the kingdom there, the throne? The kingdom of God is God's reign in man's heart. So when people ask Jesus about where is this kingdom, he said, well, the kingdom's not here or there. It's within you. It is within you. It's, it's supernatural. God's reign is within you. Whatever you're doing, whether a doctor, a nurse, finances, whatever, God's kingdom is in you. Starting a new business, God's kingdom is in you. That won't sound good on the tape, will it? I'll just move the the table nearer. George Darner Brown also quoted this. It's a famous quote, but I never knew until this week that it was him that quoted this. He said this. Sow an act, you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character, you reap a destiny. Now, when I've heard that in the past, I've got to be really careful that I don't develop bad habits because I don't want it to affect my, a bad habit to affect my destiny, affect my character. But you know, that can be read in a totally different way. It can be read in a way, okay, if you become, you let the kingdom of God flow out of you and you start sowing kingdom seeds to those around you, it becomes habitual. You'll reap a character of the kingdom of God wherever you go, a characteristic of the kingdom of God. So when people touch your life, they will say, that person is different. There's something different about that person. Has anybody ever, have you ever heard that said about anybody? There's something different? Yeah, there's a number of you nodding. Because that's how it should be. And that's a fantastic thing for us. You see, we can either help or hinder the flow of the life of the kingdom of God within us. Because if Christ is in you, he's in you. And there's a hope of glory. And at the Riverside um, Complex, all the roofs are done. It's, it's fantastic. Fire, it looks great upstairs on the top, looking out. But we've discovered there's one problem. There's a downpipe from the flat roof, one downpipe that has become totally blocked. And we can't shift it. Dynarod, we love Dynarod. They advertising, free advertising. They broke, the guy broke three tool heads to try and unjam this downpipe this week. And we've Dynarod are coming in. Thank you, Dynarod. You saved us in this. And for, for a, a princess of £500, yes, only £500, they can cut the big bit out of the floor and they're gonna, they've got to get this blockage sorted because we can have a fabulous building and it's beginning to turn around now. But if that one pipe doesn't get unblocked, it won't flow. It won't flow. And there may be one thing, if there's any one thing in our lives that remains a blockage to the flow of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God flowing out of us, we won't be as useful for the Master's use. I think today what the Holy Spirit has been challenging um, me to share about is that he wants no blockages in any of our lives that would impede the flow of the Holy Spirit. 
It could be cynicism. It could be a load of things. But don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Because you are precious to God. And you have a destiny in God that he wants you to taste his glory of being used to be a blessing to others. So God has chosen you. It's not me saying it's God. God has chosen you to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And how this world needs hope of God's presence. So let's take a look at what God wants to make known through you and me as we pray daily for his will to be done and his kingdom to come. I hope, you know, do pray that. It's Jesus' advice. When you pray, say, give us this day our daily bread. In actual fact, that's a bit of an indicator we should pray every day. Yeah? You are on a mission. And going on mission with the Holy Spirit becomes a fantastic adventure every day. It, honestly, it really is. I'm, not, I'm an expert. I'm not an expert, rather. An expert is a, what is it? An expert is um, a spurt quantity and a, drip's a, drip, um, a spurt is a drip under pressure. We're, we're not one of those. But we're, got, we're learners. So X is an unknown quantity and a spurt is a drip, drip under pressure. So we're not experts. Okay. It's great to have Bob and Bernadette back with us. They went to see the whales in, is it Alaska or Canada? Canada. They were so excited to go and see the whales. Who's ever seen whales? No, it's down the M4 and... Uh, no. <laughs> oh, the old ones are the best. So Bernadette was helping out um, with some catering. The, we had the musicians around our house for a barbecue and it was, um, uh, Bernadette and Carol helped um, do the catering. And so I wanted, to, I wanted to ask, how did it go? And she said, well, I saw, I saw a, a whale fin. It was so exciting to see a whale fin, you, uh, the, the water spout going out. Then, then Bernadette got into gear and then for 10 minutes she was speaking about the number of people her and Bob had talked to about Jesus, prayed for, witnessed to. She was more excited about that than the whales. <laughs> Weren't you? Yeah. You were. Um, now you don't have to go to wherever it was to do it, spend all that money, I'm sure it was nice, but we can do that here. But you, tell you that was a great holiday because in the purpose of God, wasn't it? You know, what you, you prayed for it was a man who had asthma and it was wrecking his holiday. You prayed for him and the next morning he could breathe because God's a good God. God doesn't want to have people to have that sort of thing, especially on holiday. Then there was a, another person who had been through a lot of trauma. You shared something and you had an email from her. This is his feedback. This is the kingdom of God. You see, the glory of the Lord is upon you because the Holy Spirit is upon you. And the secret is to this stuff is it's, all in, it's not rooted in your personality. It's not rooted in your cleverness or your gift of speech. It's rooted in him, in you, the hope of glory. And not only that, that's Jesus in you, God, your, God, your heavenly father, and the spirit comes on you for this stuff. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you, there's no other way. There is no other way you are going to get into this stuff without being filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? The Holy Spirit is God. He's God. He's a good God. He will bring power and anointing, help, 
comfort, encouragement, the right words at the right time, the prod to go and do this or don't do that, share this or don't share that. The Holy Spirit can put thoughts into our mind that are from heaven. So turning up the brightness of the kingdom. You may not know this, but you have inside information about every person you come into contact with. They are dearly loved by God. They will be carrying either some hurt, pain, aspiration, fear, inner unrest, and most probably some guilt and a spiritual emptiness. And thirdly, among them, there will be many people who suffer from some form of physical injury, hurt, or pain. And if they haven't got any of those, they are living a very exceptional life. (laughs) But that's humanity in our day and age. And you know, God cares about that. He wants to come and bring comfort, help, healing. He wants to bring his presence. He wants to bring his justice into situations. It's really, his justice is important because God is the only one who knows everything. We can run to, run to conclusions, but it's only God who knows. He wants to bring healing. We're going to pray for your leg after this meeting. Why? Because we love you. We're not off on one about wanting to do healing. We love you, Rose. So we pray. Salvation and deliverance. Do you know, people are wrapped in fear. People are really wrapped in fear. The fear of this, the fear of that. And today when God was speaking to us that he will keep us, he will protect us, that's a great deal, isn't it? Protect you from accidents on the motorway. That story was amazing, really. A whole family saved supernaturally. He will protect you because he's a good shepherd. He's a great God. Peace. There's no peace. There's no peace. You can see it now spilling out into the political arena. There's no peace. But the Prince of Peace, when he's in you, (laughs) because he is the Prince of Peace, when people touch your life, they will sense and can sense a peace peace of God no matter how tiring your day is in hospital whatever it is nurse whatever you are doing you can bring peace into a situation when you're allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you you may not see the dead raised this week in your life but you can bring peace which is supernatural and that's what some people need this is this all attainable through the Spirit of God on us, and Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah, but that's Jesus. He did all that. Well, if you just turn to Luke chapter um, 4, this is the moment where Jesus, um, he'd lived um, 30 30 years um, doing carpentry, and learning learning obedience through the things he suffered. And... uh, John the Baptist anoints him and uh, baptises him. From that moment, he goes on mission. He then is led straight away into the desert, actually, to, by the Holy Spirit, which we talked about last, last week, to be tempted of the devil. He comes back in the power of the Spirit, and straight away, we see in chapter 4, 
of Luke, verse 14, we read this. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. They are glorified, you see. They felt the glory. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. You see, it was was a moment given to him. (laughs) There'll be moments given to you. You take those moments. When, when When your boss is, what were you doing on Sunday? Don't bottle it. I said, well, I encounter God at our church. What are you reading at the moment? Well, I'm reading the Bible at the moment. Don't bottle it. The scroll was given to him. And he found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Same place. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And all the eyes of the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say this. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. You may say, but that's Jesus. He had a prophetic word. He was living in that prophetic fulfilment. Do you know there's a prophetic word over your life if you are a believer? If you've given your life to Jesus Christ. Because he said, you will be my witnesses. All who follow him will will be his witnesses. And you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. We are included in that prophetic word. You will be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, we have to keep getting back to this. As leaders, we have to pull you back to this. It's the Holy Spirit that makes a difference. It really is. And we all have to come through to this place where, God, I, 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 please fill me with your Holy Spirit and keep filling me with your Holy Spirit. We have to keep ourselves daily. That's our role. His role is to fill us. Our role is to position us to be filled. Lord, I need you today because I want to shine and bring your kingdom to bear. And there is a serious question to ask ourselves. If, if, you, if you don't experience bringing God's kingdom in this way to people, why is it? Why is it you have no stories? is it? I can't answer that for you. It's between you and God and your hunger for God. But I, I, I do encourage you, don't, don't avoid the question because it, it will, facing the question, coming through the, the question, it will bring you into such enjoyment of God. No holiday on earth will be as enjoyable as being used by God in such a way where you see people healed, people set free, and people have a hope. No matter how far you go away to get the sun, and we love the sun, 
but there's nothing like being used by God when the Holy Spirit is upon you and you are free from fear to go and take a risk for Jesus. There's nothing like it. I was born for this. I really was. I was born for this. And it's free. Come to me. Come to the waters and drink and buy without money. I will give you. So it's down to you. We can, we can ask you, we can plead with you, but ultimately it'll be down to you. And the trouble is, if you keep putting it off and off, it's like what that man said. You breed a character of putting it off and you breed a, a lifestyle of putting it off rather than missing out on the glory. And this is what turning the brightness up is all about because each one of us in this room can be people of glory. We'll be touching thousands of people this week in our life. We can be a part of the answer. I mean, I I, I just love Robin and Carol, what, what they're doing. They're just shining for Jesus. You've got a destiny upon your life now. It's just different, isn't it? You've got a life with capital L. And Jesus said, come to, you won't come to me, that you will have life. And so, why aren't you like this? Well, it's because I'm an introvert. Nope, that's not the right answer. It's not the right answer. The introverts can be the most dangerous because yeah. they can sneak up on you and get you. Maybe, though, you're too self-absorbed. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, it's a question. I felt, I really, pre- I really prepped for this. Honestly, I've agonised over these sort of questions. And maybe I just get too embarrassed. Or maybe you're just too ashamed. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Jesus said this. So I, I release myself of all responsibility on this, what I'm going to read to you. I'm not responsible for this. This is Jesus to you. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes into his own glory and in his Father's and the holy angels. I wish I could change that. Because I don't like that. I really don't like... I, I, I only... I'm not going to mock that. I don't throw a mark on that one. But he said it. And I believe it and that's where it's going to be. You could end up having Jesus ashamed of you, according to Jesus, because you're ashamed of being identified with him. That's hardcore stuff. But it's a hardcore gospel. I wouldn't know what to say. Well, maybe you're simply not hungering enough to be filled with the Holy Spirit daily. Maybe that is the real reason. A quick prayer and out you go, get in the car. Those who seek, blessed are those, Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. It all comes back to Christ in you, the hope of glory. Get the blockages out. Love him more than love the world. And let it shine. It's down to your will. You do have a will. You do have a mind. You do have an emotion. I want to inform, I want to 
Inform your mind, stir your emotions, and move your wills. Because it's only in the moving of the will that you'll transition to where God wants you to be, to the fruit, level of fruitfulness. I, my pastor's prayer is, I don't want you to get to the end of your life and you missed it. Because days can turn into weeks and weeks can turn into months and months into years. And you develop a culture of fearfulness, of embarrassment. So, and you're missing out on the hope of glory. <laughs> I'm not talking about salvation here. We're saved, we're secure. But there's people who are hurting. There's people who are dying. There's people who are, are desperate. And I'll I'll hate when I get to heaven. Oh God, keep me from this. My neighbours are looking up from hell and saying, "Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Because I was too embarrassed." That was a. I'm paraphrasing the parable of Jesus himself. And Jesus said to, to his followers, "He said, you are the salt of the earth." But if a salt has lost its taste, how shall, it be salt, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. I did a bit of research. I'm not, a, I'm not into biology. I'm not physics. How does it lose its taste? Well, salt loses its punginess. It would have to be diluted in water because it's non-reactive in its crystalline form. That sounds so clever. That's correct, isn't it? How can you lose your saltiness as you let the gospel be diluted in your life? Diluted. Jesus said, you, you, come on, you, you, you're the salt of the earth. Don't be like them. They, they get drunk and they're, they're that. Don't get drunk. Don't do it. They gossip and slander. Don't do that. Because you're salt, you're light. People want hope. When people touch, when pe- their buttons are bre- pressed, it's negative about everything. You have a hope of glory in you. When people press your buttons, there should be a hope of glory, shouldn't there? Yeah. There should be. That's bad. That just dazzled me. Because Jesus is saying, you are the light of the world and you can transform your day and the days of others by Christ in you and the Holy Spirit upon you. And you are uniquely special to Jesus. Your unique light and the unique flavour can be released as you get over this stuff and say, I'm going to follow hard after God. I'm going to stop playing around in the margins. I'm going to stop playing it safe. Do we minister presence or emptiness? Do you? Do you come home depressed because you feel so empty? It's not how it was meant to be. Do you minister justice or partiality? Do you minister healing or impotence? Salvation and deliverance or is it ineffectual? I feel so powerless. Do you minister peace or tension? Do you minister comfort or detachment? Do you? Do you? What do you convey? Are you any different from the world? 
or are you like the world? Somebody once said of this man who was sharing his faith, they, they said, it's become a well-known phrase, he said, I can't hear your words because your life is shouting at me. I know it's a bit serious, Graham, today. Yeah, it is, because there's a lot weighing on this. We have a moment where we can have huge impact in this town and beyond. I urge you, don't allow yourself to fall into the spiritual condition described by the Apostle Paul to the young church planter Timothy at Ephesus, where he, listen to this, what he wrote to Timothy. He said, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Church, it's not a game. Some people are more concerned about Game of Thrones and who's going to win than what we're talking about this morning. Because this is a, is a, is a, a conflict between thrones and dominions. Satan has been cast down. His throne is crumbling. D-Day has happened when, at the cross you are now, in, you've been born again into battle. This is not Game of Thrones. This week for you will be a battle to bring righteousness, justice, light, peace, joy, power, healing, kindness. This is the kingdom of God. It's a beautiful, I just love this, I'm falling in love with the king and his kingdom again. It's up to us. And we so easily can be entertained when people all around us are leading quiet lives of despair. And a great prayer to pray is this, Lord, lead me to somebody today who needs something, a touch from your kingdom, and I am willing to start to walk in kingdom ways and kingdom life and kingdom power. Amen. Let's just be quiet for a moment. Whatever he is putting his finger on in this talk, that's your personal battle. You must win with his help. But it's time to grow up in him. Because God is on us. And if you're alive, you've got a purpose. If you know what that blockage is that's stopping you, deal with it. If you don't, but you know there's a blockage, ask him to deal with it.
But brothers and sisters, I urge you in the name of Jesus, seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Spend a little time with him every day. And what will start to happen, you'll see coincidences start to happen. But it will end in salvation, healing, hope, restoration, and God's kingdom coming. Amen.